Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. We have to start off this best of with the biggest topic of the NFL season, the tush push. Listen to myself and Jen Piacente decide if we want this to be legal or if the NFL should ban it going forward. You've probably talked about this on every other podcast, but you probably haven't talked about it quite like this. And so I've got to get your expert male opinion on this one. Okay. First, I want to start out with the tush push, Mm. the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. Do you think, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you go along my, my path of thought, like how I got to this. Do you think it should be okay? Should it be? Uh, no, no, you don't. Okay. No. Okay. I'm against it. I'm against it. For, against I have, it. I have been for, uh, almost over a decade, uh, definitely over a decade since the Notre Dame USC Reggie Bush pushing Matt Liner. Uh, I've been against that, that play. It's not football. It's more of a rugby type thing. The rugby thing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Like I've never, it's also weird how we haven't really like the only time we've seen it happen was really that game where it became kind of this like iconic play. And then we kind of forgot about it again. And then now all of a sudden it's, it's happening like crazy. And what's so funny about it too. Another reason why I hate it is like when my team, the giants tried to do it, they failed at it like multiple times in the same game. So uh, I just don't think, think you don't like when I look at a guy like Tom Brady, who was never a mobile quarterback, but was literally the best scramble, not scramble, the best um, quarterback yardage sneak. quarterback yeah. sneaker in the history of uh, football. It's like you don't need the tush push. You need you just need the, the I guess, the smarts of Tom Brady. So, yeah, I don't I'm not a not a fan of it. OK, so of course, the counter argument to that is, look, just because we're really good at it and you can't do it doesn't mean we should be unable to do it. And, and and the reason I started thinking about this in more depth is because, yeah, we tried it last week, too. The Dallas Cowboys, remember, uh, on the terrible game that Mike McCarthy decided, don't get me started. Uh, he decided to go for it on fourth and one and tried the tush push and we couldn't do it. And I started thinking, OK, so what is it? Is Dak's tush too big? Like we just talked about tush push. Didn't we just talk about this? That like that people think so, like Dak's mobile. Dak is hum- Dak's a load. I mean, he, okay, so 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 this is so. Let me ask you this now, okay? So we agree. You look at Dak. Dak looks like a brick house. Like he's yeah. like big, right? So I'm listening to the broadcast last night, and Troy Aikman says Brock Purdy is comparatively small for a uh, you know smaller for mm-hmm. a quarterback. He's six one two twenty. Okay, I was like six one two twenty. One. I don't buy that. That dude is not 6'1", 220. 
Okay. He's going to give a social studies test. That's what he looks like he's doing. I don't believe he's 61220. Okay. But let's say he is 61220. Okay. Let's say he is. I had just looked up because I was so concerned about the size of Dak's tush. What, what height and weight Dak Prescott supposedly is. So according to the interwebs, Dak Prescott is 62228. Do you believe that? I don't. I think he's definitely, I think he weighs more than that. I would not be shocked if Dak was closer to like 6'3". That's what I think too. And I think he yeah. weighs more than that. But why would you say your quarterback is under studies? Now, here's the really interesting one. What do you think they say Jalen Hurts is? Because we can push his tush all over, apparently. I, I bet they say Hurts is probably like 6'1", 220-ish, but I guarantee he's probably closer to six foot. And maybe he may be around the 220-ish mark, but he's probably shorter than 6'1". They say he's 6'1", 223. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So if you're looking at Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, and Dak Prescott, who do you think is going to be the easiest to tush push? I would say Purdy's the easiest. Dak's the hardest. I would too. So I feel like you're at a disadvantage for that. But what I really want to say is, do we really believe these height and weight stats? Like, no. I feel I like mean, this is like a dating profile it, where you're just lying. I know. You're the comp- lying. I, yeah, I, I, the next thing I know, Jose Altuve is 5'8". Come on. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. yeah. If you see Altuve over the six point mark, you know something's wrong. They, I mean, I know the combine, they, they really try to get it down to like the, the millimeter. Um, I think the team, the team Years sites may kind of jack it up. Get fudged. But I totally, that, that's exactly it. And then the, the, the one that's the tails all this time that why, you know, that, whoever puts out these heights and weights kind of skews the numbers is it's the old Kevin Durant story of Kevin Durant on like team USA and stuff when, um, cause Kevin Durant was basically taller than like the centers on the other teams that he's like a seven, one, seven, two guy, but they always put him at like six foot 10. And then he would get in the team pictures and he'd be taller than like a DeMarcus cousins who they listed as taller. And they did that on purpose to make the matchups wrong. Uh, the size. So I'm wondering if that's like, cause I'm sorry, the fact that you're telling me that Dak Prescott weighs eight is an inch taller and weighs only eight more pounds than Brock Purdy. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think so. I don't, I don't see it. And, you know, I, I know that the reason why the Eagles are bringing it back to the, the tush push, the brotherly shove, is because their offensive line is great. And I know that Sirianni is, um, likes to try to, you know, do new things. We have a great offensive line, too. You do. Um, but I, I just think when you're getting to this thing of, of like, you want to, you know, are you gaining yards by just shoving an entire like line of scrimmage forward to me, it, it, you're almost in the same vein of like, why couldn't, uh, why couldn't your left guard just pick up? Jalen hurts in his arms and carry him and like together and run. Like it doesn't, to me, you're, you're making football. Maybe you it's, should. it's just, it's becoming this, like kind of like the schoolyard. I, I want to see the Cardinals thing. do this with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a perfect one. That is a perfect one. Kyler Murray can get, yeah. I mean, Oh my God. Put, awesome. him sho- yeah, put him on your shoulders. Put him on your shoulders. Let him throw from your shoulders. Why can't 100%. you do that? It's turning into like, again, I challenge you Cardinals. I, like I, don't I like challenge it. you. I challenge you to do the, this, this is this is a league now in 2023 where there's so many rules, there's so many cameras, there's so many refs weighing in. They have you have got you have former referees in the booths with the announcers, you know, uh, looking at every angle of every play, saying if this is legal, why is this illegal? And then now we're just letting like fullbacks and running backs and backup offensive linemen push quarterbacks from behind, and it just it it can become sloppy. It becomes like this kill the carrier sort of like again, it's a schoolyard play. It's like pee wee football stuff. I don't I don't like it. It's it takes it. It's just not the same game. I, I don't understand it. I don't like it because the Eagles do it, but yeah, the I don't Eagles, know. The I, Eagles do make everything worse. They do make everything worse. I don't know if we're tainted because we're Giants and Cowboys fans. Yeah. <laughs>
We all saw this NBA offseason, the blockbuster trade sending Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks, but now playing with Giannis, will his point totals increase or decrease? Toby Mergler and Mark Gunnels debate this on the episode of Trendy. On the other side of the scoot situation, Dame Lillard, under 27.5 points a game. I'm going to take uh, an under here and minus 120. And this is no hate on Dame whatsoever, but he's only hit this number actually three times in his entire career, and he's never had to take a back seat before. So I just don't know what it looks like. And so if more seasons than not, he doesn't score this many, and now he's in a brand-new situation, even if he's in one of the most lethal picket rolls we've ever seen, I just don't have confidence that he's going to sail past this, you know, particularly with all the years he has on his legs. Ah, we disagree on this one. So we we disagree here. I think him with Giannis is actually going to help his points go up because now all the attention first, when you look at the books, you're starting your game plan with stopping Giannis, building the wall for Giannis. And Giannis has improved as an passer over the years. And I think Giannis is the type of guy, especially you bring out a guy like Dame, where he's going to be more willing to, to, to cater to him. I don't think Giannis really cares about scoring all the points. He just wants to win. And he's never had an offensive threat like Dame before. So he's going to get all the attention, which is going to leave Dame with the best looks he's ever had in his career. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the opposite end on this one, Tope. Yeah, I mean, there are the, the two things that make me nervous about it are obviously Giannis commanding any sort of double team and then Dame having some clever off-the-ball movement. I mean, I don't know what they're going to draw up in Milwaukee, but if they can, you know, as Giannis commands all that attention um, – anywhere in the, from the mid-range to the rim. If they can run some back screens for Dame, he's going to have some wide-open looks that he's never had in his life. And I think the same thing's going to be true on fast breaks, on trail threes. Yeah. Because um, Giannis gets that you know downhill head of steam. And if Dame isn't the one pushing the ball and he can just like creep out to the line out on the wing, that's going to be some other open looks. And so if you get six points a game just from wide-open threes, then I think he could get past 27.5. But I don't know. That one, if we were playing a hard-head heater, Kurt, this is a, definitely a hard pick. Uh, I just somehow feel he's going to come short of that one. Last one I got for you, uh, not a sexy one whatsoever, but Jordan Poole. Everybody is just writing this dude in for having like an all-star level season. And he's on Caesars. He's at 25 points per game where they said his number. I'm on the under at plus 100. I know he'll be high volume for my trash Wizards team, but he rubs his teammates the law the wrong the wrong way over and over again to the point where they will actually assault him. And he could be traded. So you have guys who aren't going to be like looking to, to really create for pool. He could be sitting on the bench if he's that disruptive or he could be a six man somewhere by January. So that is a lot of ways for things to go wrong. And I just don't know if he even has the talent to put up 25 a game in this league, which is not an easy number to hit. If it's 20, I understand it. 25 is a big number. Yeah. 25. You're, you're one of the top five, top 10 scores in the league. <laughs> and I, I didn't, I didn't know you were a Wizards fan. So that's, that's good to know, man. You was, yeah. you was around for the bullets. Yeah, man. Uh, I know you're a kid from Kansas City, but I'm a boy from D.C. And so I was just born into this. And it's why you don't know I'm a Wizards fan is no one freely admits they're a Wizards fan. It's like something you got to like <laughs> trick them into saying, like trying to get somebody to say something backwards or, you know, they're under torture or whatever it might be. Because I've been alive for 43 years. You know how many con- I'm not even talking NBA finals games. Yeah. You know how many conference finals games I've seen the Bullets play or the Wizards play since in my entire lifetime? I'm not sure. That would be zero, Mark. That oh, would be wow. zero. They have not even made wow. the conference final in my, oh my entire life. God. So why would you know I'm a fan? 
But maybe uh, Jordan, maybe Jordan Poole's going to be the guy who turns them around. Let's take a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Super Bowl, the World Series, seeing the Stanley Cup playoffs. Which sporting events would you attend annually if you were given the opportunity? Myself, Dave Damashek, and Sarah Tiana give their win play show picks during Extra Points. What I'm asking you is you can attend one annual sporting event every year for the rest of your life. Choose. Choose. Well, I mean, my first choice would be the World Series because 
I love baseball the most. It's my favorite sport in the whole world. So getting to go to the world, I've only been to one world series as a fan. I worked one when I worked for the Braves, but, um, yeah, I would say the world series. Cause then I here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to interrupt you uh, because I'm, I'm a giver (laughs) your win choice. You get to go every year, your place choice. You get to go once every 10 years for the rest of your life. And the other one, which probably equates to for you to probably like two bites of the apple for Dave, maybe one if I'm lucky, um, once every quarter century. So now okay, you get every three, 25 years. Three okay. games. So for the sure the for, that my win, my win choice is the World Series. My right. place choice would be the Masters nice. in Augusta. Interesting. And and <laughs> and then my show choice hmm. i was gonna I, i'm like kind of i'm like oh do i say daytona 500 or a formula one race? i hope you then don't. I can, a formula one daytona you know. 500 what i i i've never been to an auto race so I'm, I'm i'm the vapid cynic i always make fun of but I don't understand. People always tell I, I went to Indiana University for four years. I never made the drive up even to see what's it called? Time trials or whatever they do uh, at, at the Indy 500. The Indy 500. Like, you got to go to the top. You got to go to that when they're doing it's, that. Like if you don't go to the race, at least I, I never saw any of it. And I just was because kind of apathetic about it. Um, I think it's super fun because, you know, every single per- it's like it would be like every single football team playing at once in one stadium hmm. to everybody who's fans of every driver, they're all there and they all, it's not like there's sections where, Oh, if you like Bubba Wallace, you sit here, you know, they're, everyone's together and they're just drinking and they're cheering and you're like, yeah, we moved in front of you. It, it's, it's really fun. And last year at the beginning of NASCAR season, we went to the, um, to the, the Bush classic at USC mm-hmm. where they turned that into a short track race. And it was amazing. It's the first time I ever saw that. It was so much fun. My son was riveted the whole time. You can you can buy headphones for your team that you like, and you can listen to their pit bot manager, like hmm. what is it called? Their pit crew, like talk right. about. I don't know. Not the pit boss. That's poker, but like <laughs> you know I mean? or blackjack. Uh, I know what you're getting. Okay, at. so just because you hate it, I'm gonna say the daytime. I don't hate it. I'm intrigued by it. I think you listen, you tickle my fancy with the way you described it. It's like if all the relevant football teams played at one time, I guess that's the same effect kind of with golf because they're all out there. Mm-hmm. You can follow your own Masters. golf, or, you know, it's just good exercise and getting to go to a best I, guess, day, I think would be cool. Here's the, here's the barrier for me. Here's the barrier for me with, with, with <laughs> tell with, me why with I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not telling you you're wrong. I can't listen. People like whatever you want to like in, in life is, uh, is my creed. As long as it doesn't get, it doesn't impede my ability to like what I like. Um, but I, the weird thing is, and I guess this is true in tennis and golf too, but like, it's weird to me to have like a favorite driver, Eddie Spaghetti. I'll say you here. Okay, so uh, I feel like my win is going to really be a hot take that you guys will question me. So I'll give you my other. Two. I know what it's going to be. Let me guess what it is. Wait, let me give my other two quickly. Elimination okay. game for Stanley Cup. I want to see it hoisted. Uh, I think people are going to. That's a great one to see. Uh, and my other one is just I would love to attend Notre Dame USC every single year. Whether it's I South knew Bank that or was. I thought that was going to be your number no, one. No, my number. You get all of America. Sure. You get 
you get yeah. uh, coastal elitism in SoCal and you, and you get the, the hardy Midwest when you head up to South Bend. That's a pretty good choice. But my win, I mean, if you guys could guess what it is, I would, I'll Venmo you a hundred bucks right now. I don't think you either will get it. It's just so wildly different from what I usually talk about or care about, but I have attended this uh, a ton of times and it is by far the best sporting event year in year out that I've ever been to for a number of reasons. And I could explain why. Kiana, you have a guess there? Yeah, I want to guess. What am I going to guess? Uh, it better not be, you better not be a pain in the with like the dog show or something like that. I mean, I'm, probably, I'm ruling that out. I'm, I'm saying it like it's a, not going to be that. A beach volleyball. Uh, I hope not. Nope, not that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have any other guesses? Dave? I'm. I could be. Um, it wouldn't be the. Oh, I have a great one. I, I, I think. No, I was about to say because. I, I thought maybe Kentucky Derby, but he wouldn't have been to that. But he could have been to Belmont. That That's makes it. sense. Belmont's ah! good. Yeah, That's Belmont's it. fun. Belmont is the best. And number one, obviously, you could dress up. That's a lot of fun. Number two, you could bring your own food and drinks inside the venue, which is a huge thing for sporting events with how expensive everything is. Um, they don't allow alcohol. But if you're smart enough and I can tell you how, if you want, reach out to my DMs. Um, there's ways to slip it in. The weather's usually great in June. Um, and then the best part, too, is like there's like, I believe, 13 races uh, and they have like a concert after you don't have to stay inside the stadium for all 13 races. So you could pop in, pop out. The other great thing too, is like, if you get a spot on the grounds, you're, and if you go up with, with a, a group, like you can go up with like, you know, 15 of your friends, like, you know, when you go to stadiums, you got to like, all right, we got to coordinate. We got to buy tickets. We got to listen that you show up early, you get, you know, a couple, uh, you know, picnic tables together and you have your group and there's nothing better than that. You're out in the sun, you're, you're eating, you're drinking, you can watch or listen to the races on TV. If you don't want to go in, plus you can gamble on them. And if gamble. you win money, that's yeah. fun too. So it's like it. And then, and then the best part about the Belmont is that it's the third leg of the, of like the top horse races. So obviously after the Preakness and after the Kentucky Derby. And I've been there to see the Triple Crown. So that's like very, very exciting to see all the different media outlets who actually show up. And then obviously the crowd like triples in size. But uh, by I would I would not miss uh, a Belmont ever again if I didn't have to. It's, it is by far the best sporting event I've ever been to. Love it. I love it. I've been giving it thought here since uh, since we started this conversation on our group text. And I, I like the idea, like where Spaghetti's head is, is really interesting as far as Notre Dame, USC, because I was also thinking about what's the greatest disparity. If you choose a rivalry game that is not played in a neutral site, of course, like the range, if you choose a home, you know, like the two teams that play each other, but they go home and home year after year, then you get an interesting spice. It's every other year you're going to that town. And like L.A., the only problem is, I don't want to, no offense, everybody, I don't want to spend that much time in South Bend. If it were in Chicago, count me in, Chicago and L.A. Mm -hmm. trading back and forth. But my vote here, but I, I think that's an interesting idea. And then what are the moving ones? The U.S. Open in golf? Mm -hmm. You're probably going somewhere. I don't think it's played in too many bum towns around America, right? So that would be cool. Same thing would go for the British Open. I'm going with as a loyalist, you know. I, I may travel the world over, but my heart, as you know, is black and gold. I'm going to make a semi-sacrifice here. I also love football, too. 
AFC title game for the rest of my life. Okay, there'll be some trips to Duval County that I'll be like, meh, all right, it's fine. But uh, you know what? I'll tailgate. I'll throw on a good drunk. It'll come and go pretty quick before I know it. But I'll also be there for the most important game. Not the Super Bowl. It's when your team, when you have a choice, everybody. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You have a choice. Your team's really good. And you're kind of trying to make your plans and set a little bit of loot aside for like, what if this is really our year and we want to go to these games or a game? We we have enough money to make a trip to see our favorite team play in a big spot. Super Bowl, easy mistake to make. Corporate <laughs> event. It's great, but not nearly as good as the title game. When you get to say, we're over the hump. We're on our way to the sports signature event. Nay, all of sports, but nay, society's biggest event. I'll see Taylor Swift there probably. I'm on my way to the AFC title game surrounded by like-minded people, probably waving gold towels and all of that. That's my choice, the AFC title game. And then after that, I, the Masters, I think I take, just because I've never been there, and, and I think people the way people swoon over it, I have to do, I, I, I think I have to do that in my show category, I imagine it's one of those ones. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I saw it. Finally, I've seen it, and goodbye. Thank you for showing me that, Masters. And um, and then after that, I think I'm gonna go with. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna pray on it a little bit. Um, can I say Pitt Penn State, even though it's not an annual <laughs> game anymore? They don't play. They haven't played each other annually since the late '80s or whatever. I'm going to put a pin in that one and hope that comes back before the end of my life. Or, you know what? I'll be really pathetic and say, give me the Ravens and Steelers game and I'll go to Charm City, Pittsburgh every year. Another excuse to travel to Pittsburgh. Caleb Williams was once the Heisman favorite and the clear-cut number one overall draft prospect, but after two straight shaky games and losses, Lance Zerline joins Dave Damashek on Minus 3 to discuss his evaluation process for the quarterback and if we should be concerned with this play of late. As you're going through these profiles, I always say, I get it, you have to assess if he's a bad guy deep down or a great guy deep down and all that kind of stuff in the process of interviewing him and meeting him and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately... Watch him play in college. He's playing against uh, his peer group. How's he look compared to everybody else? Um, Caleb Williams would have appeared to be, you know, as people keep saying, can't miss, can't miss. But the last two weeks, how much does a fortnight destroy a prospect like Caleb Williams? Is he still guaranteed the best quarterback in this class? And what's further to join that group of Elway, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, Peyton Manning, like, well, this guy's definitely going to be a great NFL player. Well, I'll give you some insight into my process. I typically on quarterbacks will wait until I get as many games as possible. I prefer to have the entire season because what I do is to keep me from having that confirmation bias of one game, because I did watch a Notre Dame game and it wasn't good, but I prefer to be able to watch it. Like if you had a bad game, it's washed away maybe by the next game or so I will watch when I do Caleb Williams, I'm going to watch. It starts like this. I start with his interceptions. Then I go to his touchdowns. Hmm. Then I go to, uh, it depends on the quarterback, but I will go to his deep ball accuracy. Right. So I line up all the deep balls. I watch the deep balls. Then I'll look at him, how he is a deep ball, but especially intermediate throws. I want to see, cause those are pro throws. I want to see what you look like in intermediate throws. So I'll pull up the heat map and I'll look at him sideline throws, uh, intermediate throws. I'll look at the 
the inner the 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 two inner throws between the numbers and the hash, and then between the hashes, all five sections. So I'll watch that. Um, then I get to individual games where I want to see how he performs against certain games. So I'll go watch that Notre Dame game, you know, but I'm going to watch him in maybe a couple bad ones and a couple good ones where I'm watching. A lot of times I watch almost every throw, but I like to to fine-tune it down. I want to see what he's doing in the red zone. I want to see what he's doing in the fourth quarter. You know, and so it takes a while, but I feel like I get the most true vision of who that quarterback is as opposed to watching games during the year because then we have confirmation bias and we get a negative filter that can cloud the way that we see future games. And so – I never went into this saying that the Caleb, the Caleb Williams is some, you know, unbelievable next level prospect. I mean, he may be, but I, when I watched him throw to Jordan Addison last year, I didn't love what I saw. I thought Caleb looked hmm. good, but not like he was a generational talent. Then I talked to somebody with a, a personnel director with an NFL team just two weeks ago, and he said, "Yeah, Caleb is the real deal." We were talking. Now that's not going to change my own personal opinion once I watch him. If I think he is, then I'll write that he is. But right now, um, you know, I, I need to watch the tape to really get a feel for it. But there were some things in the Notre Dame game that I didn't love. And so uh, I feel like this class and looking at and watching these guys, it's a very deep class. And I think probably this year more than any year over since 2000, ironically, since 2000, uh, what was it, 21, where we had – all the quarterbacks that everyone thought was going to be this incredible class. Yep. Never, it hasn't really panned out. Uh, this is probably the deepest class since then with Riley Leonard, Quinn Ewers, Drake May, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, who I'm having to rework my bias against what I saw when he was at Auburn. You know, you got to kind of throw that out. He's a different quarterback now. Michael Penix from Indiana to Washington, different quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. I actually like Jaden Daniels at Arizona State, and I still like him at LSU. But he's he's listed at 210. I mean, I'm just hoping he's 180. He looks hmm. so thin. I'm really curious what he stacks up, you know, what his size is going to be. Joe Milton and Jordan Travis, uh, Devin Leary from Kentucky, Sam Harper from Notre Dame. This Sheesh. is a, yeah, it's an unbelievable. Not Phil Jerkovic, a, unfortunately, though. Right? No, and I haven't gotten a Spencer Rattler, <laughs> and I haven't gotten to, you know, Cam Rising, who may come back yeah, right. to Utah again for his seventh year, and he may come out. So KJ Jefferson, Arkansas. This is unbelievably deep. That is wild now that but you I list them off, especially when at the yeah. top of it you have guys that are considered to be like, ah, you know, I, I don't yeah. I hate to say can't miss, but people are like that about Caleb Williams. Oh, there's May, so. there's, it's a really deep class. My question is, how many of these guys are pro bowlers? You know, because ultimately you want to – because those are the guys that make – the Pro Bowlers can help you get to high-end playoff stuff. The good quality starters can help you, can help right the ship. But eventually you get to a point where you want to take that next step. And, and sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. It depends on what's built around them. And let's stop down for a quick break here. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With the San Francisco 49ers and Miami Dolphins both losing last week, Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels on Lemon Pepper Parlay discussed the future of these two teams and if we should be hitting the panic button yet. Before we move on, I'm a little disappointed neither one of us mentioned the Niners. Well, there was going to be the next thing I brought up. <laughs> okay, good. That's a good segue. Because we can't let, them off, be. can't let them off the hook. Nah, I was going to go into kind of like the NFL news segments because they do not qualify yet for total ugly vibes in part because the same thing that I was talking about with Brock Purdy for all this time is, you know, I actually did it on Moxie bets. The other he day. actually Shout can lose football games, Martin. But it, the, the 49ers are oceans 11, right? A big ensemble cast. We just don't know who's playing what role. So is Brock Purdy like Matt Damon or is he like Don Cheadle? Both of them heavily involved in the plan. But Matt Damon on the casino floor making stuff happen. Don Cheadle blew up Vegas electricity, right? Both of them integral parts. One of them had a much bigger role. We're learning, as I suspected, Brock Purdy is Don Cheadle. He blows out the power and lets everybody else run around and do their thing. Right, he lets he gets the ball to, to Kittle and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Samuel, Trent Williams in there blocking. As soon as one or two or three of those pieces fall apart, they call it Oceans Eleven, not Oceans Nine. Yeah, I mean, we've always talked about him being in these situations, right, where you really got to make a play. You can't just rely on the system of Kyle Shanahan. And you got to drop back, right? No gimmicky stuff or play action or Debo running a reverse. You know, you really just got to line up, drop back, go through progressions, make a play. And he was unable to do that yesterday. Um, they had a chance. I mean, they had plenty of time there. They were in Vikings territory. And he threw an ill-advised pick at the end. And this is two straight losses now for the Niners. And they're playing the Bengals this week. A team that's won their last two games. Still haven't looked good, but... A team that you never know when they're going to start getting it together offensively. So yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. We're going to get into it a little bit later, but I'm really intrigued by that matchup as well. And then you know, we also got to talk about the, the Dolphins too, right? Can, can they beat a good team? Yeah, I do want to take one moment though and shout out Jordan Addison, who prior to the season, I said oh, I yeah. would have had him being the number one receiver off the board. And so far this year, he has been the most productive rookie wide receiver, even with Justin Jefferson on the other side. And uh, everybody was all falling over themselves over Jackson Smith and Jigba. But to me, Jordan Addison was that dude. And when he stole, it was that was one of the best plays of the year. After Charvarius Ward ripped the ball out from him in the first quarter, he's like, I'm going to get you back. And this to the tune of a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, uh, that, that play definitely won the game to me. If that if it goes in 10 to 7 at halftime, it's a totally different vibe, in my opinion, 
then 16 to 7. So yeah, that was definitely a great play. So but, the thing about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, let's get into it. They have they, they run, they are maximizing all the pieces that they have and just running at full efficiency, right? But very much like the 49ers, as soon as something happens, it's going to there, they don't have that's what having a great quarterback does for you, is it allows you to win things that you shouldn't win, to make things happen that should not happen. When you're dead to rights, what happens? How do you overcome it? That's what a great quarterback has the ability to do. Tua is a very good quarterback. His timing is great. His arm strength is good enough. He can get the ball out, and that's all he needs to do. He gets the ball out to Tyreek and all this, and you know Tyreek and Waddle and Mostert and Achan and all these guys who are just literal Olympic speed dudes, right? Get the ball out, get it to them in space, let them work. Now, probably a third of the league wouldn't be able to do minimum of that, right? Like a third of the league can't do that right now. We saw Tyson Bajan start. Deshaun Watson couldn't do that right now, right? Tua can. But when you have, when you go up a team that has real big, meaty offensive linemen, and then, I mean, defensive linemen rather, to go against Miami's soft or often injured offensive line, like that's the Eagles have seven first round picks on their defensive line. Seven. And you only play four at a time, mind you. So the rotation is all high pedigree, motor guys. That's where they're, they're that's where they live. And you saw that happen. And like zone coverage will throw down, slow down timing, but also in the two losses that Miami's had, two has been sacked eight times. In their four wins, I think he's only been hit three. Wow. There you go. That's the story right there. And for me, I'm looking more on the Eagles side of things. You know, this is a team that we talked about, haven't played to their potential, haven't looked that great, but they're still finding ways to win, kind of similar to the Chiefs, I might add. And that's a recipe for success because it's scary that you're not playing your best ball and you're still 6-1. and one. And this is a team, just like the Chiefs, obviously, went to the Super Bowl last year. And what do you know? Those are the two best teams record-wise in the league right now. I don't think it's a coincidence I think both teams have winning cultures and they find different ways to win. It's not going to look the same every single week. And that's the recipe of a great team. And like Miami, they, they can't win different ways. It has to look a certain way for them to win. That's, you know, Tyreek and water just high flying. Like you mentioned, two not getting hit and they're getting a couple occasional stops here and there, but they're just racking up the points. They, they can't win ugly games and, We've seen evidence of that. They haven't beat a team over 500 in over a calendar year. Yeah, it's not pretty. And it, it's, but I will say, good on good on the Dolphins to know what they're good at, right? Once Tua gets hit, the thing falls apart. So let's not get them hit. It's just you know they they, they know they can they know what way to play, right? You have some like the the uh, Bears, for example. That they don't use the idea that Justin Fields is probably the th- second, third fastest athlete on the field to their advantage nearly enough, right? Nearly enough. They don't know how to play with them. That's why you get a guy like Tyson Bajan come in and check down Charlie for, you know, a, what, like a 20 some, 22 completions for like 179 yards or something crazy like that. Like he didn't throw at all. But 
Apparently, you ask anybody in Chicago, and he's the future. Hey, if there's a flag football league, nobody will beat the Miami Dolphins. They will be undefeated. That is true. <laughs> that is true. They, <laughs> that's what they should do for the Olympic flag football. They should just... Uh, you see Tyreek advocating for it. What is A.J. Brown doing advocating for it? You're way too black for flag football, bro. You're like, come on, dude. What are you talking about? And with our last clip here on Minus 3, myself, Dave Damashek, and Kevin Hens joked about Chris Mad Dog Russo's claim that if the Diamondbacks got to the World Series, he'd retire the next day. And this turned into Hens talking about how people in sports media have the easiest jobs and never actually retire. Give it a listen. The biggest story of this World Series matchup so far, and that's coming off of two different Game 7s, uh, is Chris Mad Dog Russo not owning up to his bet when he said that if the Diamondbacks win Game 7, he will retire on the spot. And as somebody who and and check you as well we both had to do our cap of consequences in the last few years whenever we made a bet and we we lost that bet we had to do it i've had tuna on my head i've shot pucks at you and you know martin weiss has done a bunch of uh, uh nasty stuff as well we are always doing those things and now mad dog does not retire on the spot i believe he uh i think he skipped like the first uh segment of his show but then he went on stern and tries to like make good and says that he's just going to wear a bikini instead and, and hold up a sign that says I'm a dope and a liar. Uh, Stern did try to get him to do something or perform something to Mike Francesa. I'm not going to repeat it on the air. We'll have to bleep it out, but look it up. It's quite funny. And then speaking of Francesa, which is why this would have made Mad Dog retiring on the spot so much funnier is like how Francesa retired and unretired like five times and still does podcasting today. If Russo would just like, yep, that's it. I'm done here because Diamondbacks in the World Series, like the juxtaposition to uh, to Mike would have been just so damn funny. Uh, so like the one funny story of this World Series, the one thing they had me engaged was like seeing if he actually does retire. No more high heat, no more, uh, you know, show on, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. It's just that he's gone uh, and they keep the name Mad Dog Sports Radio without yeah, him. Yeah, but you know there. what? Let me just say this to you, Spaghetti. I, I, I'm a curmudgeon enough at another level than you, apparently, because I don't even acknowledge that crap. Obviously, it was a canard from the jump, and now he's laughing. Ha ha, I made everybody pay attention to me. I made it this about me, and I never had any intention of, of actually following through with this. Well, it was Shaq, you'll, you'll know the names. Uh, I, I would probably get them wrong, but uh, famously, right, a, a Pirates broadcaster said he would walk home on the air, like if so, some event happened, Jim I'll, Rooker did that, right? Jim Rooker, yeah. I'll walk home. Jim Rooker, very good. I'll walk home, and then it was like, I gotta walk home. I gotta walk from, <laughs> right. from Philly. It was like it was across the state or something. Like it's like, yeah, if you put it out there, you gotta do, you gotta do something. You know, you you've gotta impose a suspension. Um, but speaking of retirement, that would be the move. Somebody, I mean, right. Like it's like, ha ha, gotcha. Everybody who paid me some mind and, and I win again, there should be like, actually you said something for our network's credibility. You're out for two months. Like yeah. Some, yeah. somebody should apply these stakes. We you can't know, let people off the hook like this. So, so I, you know, it's like everybody has their announcer that just drives them nuts. And it's like, I, I guess, I, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't hit my ear the way he does some people, but I got a buddy who's just like John Smoltz. Like you just, you're losing fans already. And like, like Smoltz, I guess, drives some people berserk. I mean, I don't, I don't mind him that way, but, but uh, so he's, so my buddy's texting me and he's like, he's like, uh, Oh, I can't wait till Smoltz retires. It's like, 
Uh, newsflash, nobody <laughs> retires. Nobody Tim ever. Tim McCarver retires. did it for 48 years or yeah. whatever he did. Um, have you heard of Vin Scully? Like, <laughs> you're waiting. I didn't want to say, like, you're going to be dead for 20 years before John Smoltz retires. It's the easiest job in the world. Obviously, half these guys do zero prep. So they just right, go, right, yeah. I think you missed John Smoltz retirement. He's in yeah, retirement now, sitting retirement, there just like watching um, baseball games, talking about uh, it. You don't want to fall behind three one. Hey guys, I don't know if you heard. You don't want to fall behind three one. It gives the advantage to the hitter. So like you just say the same five things every at bat. You're gonna want to bury this breaking ball in the dirt. You're not going to leave it right in the middle of the zone, guys. Serious, serious. So I'm like, guess what? The Rolling Stones just released an album last week. Like nobody retires. Al Michaels, bless his heart, is saying they're marking the ball at the one while Christian Kirk is in his celebration. Like Kirk's celebrating. The graphic has come He's up. He's rowing they- a ship with 20 of his teammates out. They- they've kicked the extra point. And Al Michaels is like first and goal at the one. Like nobody <laughs> retires. Like it's like, so yeah, you know, Mad Dog just joining the long line of people that will never retire. I mean, they come in, they'll take Summerall out on a stretcher. Like, why would you ever retire? They're bringing you food. You do no work. Like you're you're kind of a celebrity, only you don't, you know, Taylor Swift has to work her off on tour. These guys just come in and go, hey man. You can't fall behind in the count. You know what you got to do? You got to stay out of third and long. <laughs> guys, guys, you got to stay out of third and long. They're going to have to pressure the quarterback, guys. I'm serious. They're going to have to pressure the quarterback. Like, it's such – it's the easiest job in the world. No one will ever walk away from those jobs. Well, the best, easiest job in the world is hot taken, and it vexes me how easy it is to get credit for it, for being – for making you think when you say stuff like – it's this new trend of – it's the same thing as the pushback on the pushback I give to ACC referees. That was a bad call. Like, actually, I don't think you know the rule the, the, by the letter of the law. It was actually the that, that this new thing. Like, um, what's your name? Little, you slid into a little Harry Carey there. That was great. Oh, did I? Maybe I, I who even knew I had that gift. Um, we have more than that in common. We enjoy a little booze with our ball. 